if you ever wanted to rebuild something, can I dare say that you must be committed to that cause, right? I remember building Legos with Jude, and there was this particular Lego set that we were trying to build. For some reason, now you've got to understand we love Legos. We love particularly Star Wars Legos. And we were building this set, and the wing on the plane just would not fit. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Ever built Legos? You know what I'm talking about. Some of you know exactly. Yeah, there's a couple of hands. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, I got some nods over here from some of the young people. When we're talking about building something and the wings just don't fit, what do you got to do? Yeah, you got to take it right back all apart. You got to figure out where did we go wrong? Somehow we missed some sort of a connecting piece in the journey, and that's why it just wasn't working. So what did we do? Well, we put it away for a few days, knowing that if we were going to be serious about finishing this particular set, we're going to have to back up quite a few steps to figure it all out. We'd have to look at those instructions all over again. When we got back to building a few days later, well, we began taking apart the pieces of the wing and the plane until we found what went wrong. Now, it took some time. We figured it out. We got back on track. Why? The reason is we were committed to the process, okay? We were committed to building that plane. And can I tell you, we finished it that day. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> I'm glad we finished that plane that day. Now, look, if we're serious about rebuilding our spiritual lives, we cannot be afraid of taking some things apart to rebuild it the right way, the proper way. Because my brother and my sister, child of God, that is where true growth occurs. That's how we find ourselves in the middle of God's perfect will. As we launch into this season of renewal, I believe it's time that we reevaluate our walk with the Lord. Amen. It's time to pursue the Lord. Amen. To grow in our relationship with him if we truly desire to take that next step, that growth next step in him. It's time to be committed to experiencing God on a deeper level if we're really going to be who we're called to be, and that is a child of the King. Amen? Amen. I want to grow in Jesus today. Is that your desire today? If so, why don't we give God praise this morning? <laughs> praise God. I believe that we need a spiritual awakening in our lives today. Amen. And that comes from being wholeheartedly committed to Jesus dedicated and devoted to God without a doubt. Let the Lord be the center of our lives. Allow ourselves to be a faithful witness for him everywhere that we go. In my pursuit of the Lord, I must be willing to pour myself out to God. I need more of him and less of me every single day. Amen. This means finding a personal altar like we heard about my wife last Sunday. 
Here at the Sanctuary Church, we are committed to helping you rebuild your spiritual walk with the Lord. Amen. In fact, that's what the mission of this church is all about. We're called to know, grow, and to go. Amen. To know God, to, to know him on a personal, on a deep level, to grow, to strengthen our relationship with Jesus Christ and with one another, and then to go, to go be a light in the darkness. Amen. I want to fulfill God's mission for my life. Somebody help me today. Do you believe? that you want to do that as well we need to fulfill God's mission for our life amen and so as we continue this rebuilding sermon series I'd like to look at our focus passage for a moment it's found in Psalm 51 and verse 10 Psalm 51 and verse 10 it reads this way create in me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. God, create in me something new, something fresh. Renew a right spirit within me today. Amen. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior or customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. Is that your prayer today? Is that your desire? I want to grow in the Lord today. Amen. How about you? I want to grow. I want the Lord to transform me from the inside out that his spirit would speak life into my soul today. That is my desire during this season of rebuilding. Amen. I'd like to turn our attention to a story in the Old Testament about a fellow by the name of King Hezekiah. Now, before King Hezekiah, there was this guy by the name of King Ahaz. And Ahaz had brought ruin upon Judah through war. In fact, this King Ahaz even closed the Lord's temple to worship. You couldn't go and worship the Lord. He just simply closed it off. The nation of Judah was in serious need, desperate need of repair. The economy was wrecked, military was decimated, and it really wasn't all great at all, if you think about that. This reign, this wicked King Ahaz, well, devastation had swept over the nation. The Lord, though, was preparing a son, son being the named Hezekiah, to take the throne, and Hezekiah was going to restore the nation to the Lord. So Hezekiah was raised by one of the most ungodly leaders in Israel's history, he came to know the Lord on a personal level. He came to grow in God. I mean, he came to allow God to be the center of his life. In fact, he served the Lord and his people with purity and with excellence. Can I tell someone today, don't discount what God can do in your life. Amen. Regardless of the home that you were brought up in, regardless of your past, regardless of sin that might be in your life, even right now, we serve an amazing God. Amen. And he is faithful to restore today, to forgive today, to heal today. I don't know your story. I don't know your past today. But can I tell you, the cross of Calvary is greater than your past. Amen. The cross of Calvary is able to bring about 
about restoration to your life. Oh, would someone believe that with me, that we serve a mighty God, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. Amen. Jesus can break the cycle today. Amen? Amen. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell him, hey, I'm so glad Jesus can break the cycle. So glad that Jesus can break the cycle. Amen and amen. We read from 2 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 1. Hezekiah became king when he was 25 years old. Wow. He reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father David had done. Amen. So today we're going to preach about this thought. Rebuild, committing to God's call. Amen. I want to be committed to God's call today. Amen. I want God's will and plan to unfold in my life. I want to be committed today to the call that God has placed in your life and my life. I believe God's got a work for us to do. Amen. Do you believe that with me? Why don't we give God praise together? I believe he's got a work for us to accomplish. Amen. If you want to talk about spiritual awakenings, this story is for you. It's one of the most incredible revival stories in the Bible. A wholehearted revival occurs on the inside of this young man. That's how spiritual renewal occurs today. It begins in our hearts. Amen. It begins within us. And during this season of renewal, I believe it begins on the inside of every one of us in this place today. Amen. Hezekiah issued a call for wholehearted commitment to the Lord. I believe that's what God is issuing us today, that kind of same call, that we are called to be wholeheartedly committed to God in our life today. Amen. Because to rebuild, we must respond to God's call for separation. If we're going to rebuild, we must respond to the call of God for separation. King Hezekiah wanted to restore the kingdom. Back to God. So he issues this call for purity. The first thing that he does, he opens the doors so that people can go and worship in the temple. All right, He decides, hey, it's time to, to begin this process and allow the doors to be open so that everyone can come on in and feel God's presence and worship with other believers. He calls the other leaders together and challenges them to be spiritually cleansed. That's the issue of the call today, amen. If we want to be spiritual leaders in this place, then we've got to be cleansed ourselves, amen. We've got to place Jesus at the center of our life. The Lord has got to be the one that is our very all today. Second Chronicles 29, continuing in verse 3. In the first year of his reign, in the first month, he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. Then he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them in the east square and said to them, Hear me, Levites! Now sanctify yourselves, sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers. Carry out the rubbish from the holy place. Apparently had a bunch of trash had showed up in the house of worship. For the Lord, for the fathers have trespassed and done evil in the sight of the Lord our God. They've forsaken him. They've turned faces away from the dwelling place of the Lord, turned their backs on him. Also shut up the doors of the vestibule. Put out the lamps, have not burned incense, offered burnt offerings in the holy place to the God of Israel. Hezekiah was the most powerful individual in 
the history of Israel. Why? And he embarks upon this amazing strategy to rebuild the spiritual lives of a nation. Amen. He could have simply said, look, we're going to fix the economy. We could strengthen our political base or our armies during this time of devastation. But no, this king focused on spiritual reformation. He focused on the basic need of the people, and that is to have a deep desire and a hunger and a thirst for the things of the Lord. Oh, God, that you would stir us today. God, that you would cause a revival to occur right here, beginning with me and beginning with us in this room. Start a revival, God, a renewal today, that we will answer the call that you have for our lives, that we'll listen, God, to your still small voice and desire to serve you above all else. Oh, would you just take a moment and thank the Lord God for his goodness and and his grace and his ever-reaching arm into our life today. Hezekiah, he knew what was at stake, and he called the people to return to the Lord. By returning to him, they would have the Lord's blessings as they rebuilt the nation. Returning to God required spiritual separation. It required repentance. This type of consecration opened doors that would have been closed for a very long time. There must, be, there must have been some corporate repentance, the whole nation coming together. Hezekiah laid the responsibility at the feet of the leaders and called them to repent for their sins and the sins of the nation. As a church, I believe that we are called to repent for the sins of our community and ask for God's grace, amen? We're called to repent for our nation, called to repent and ask God to forgive us and to heal our land, to heal our nation today. Amen. We're called to stand in a gap for a hurting and lost world, a hurting and lost community. Amen. We're called to stand in the gap for hurting and lost family members today. Who else but you as the people of God are called to be the intercessor for a family member, an intercessor for a friend, an intercessor for a coworker. We're called to stand in the gap and pray that God would help us during this time. It's been far too long since we as God's people fell on our faces and cried out to him for the sins of our world. Folks, if revival is going to come in this community, revival is going to come in your family, it must first begin in our hearts. Your, your heart, my heart, it's got to start somewhere, right? It's got to start in us. We need to do some heart business before we do God's business, all right? We're going to do God's business if we're going to go out and reach the highways and the byways and everybody else. We better do some work on the inside. We better allow ourselves to be surrendered to God. I believe that we are at a crisis point in churches all across North America. Churches are flatlining. There are people who are double-minded. Spiritual leaders have been beaten down. They're tired. But I believe that we today need to be spiritually renewed. 
refreshed in God. Amen. We need, amen, it is higher to say, God, here is where I am. Start the revival in me. Oh, a prayer like Hezekiah that says, I'm willing to stand in the gap for a nation, for a people today. Oh, God, that you'll stir us today in this place. Revive us, Lord, today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Church, I believe that you need to pray for me. You need to pray for my wife. Pray that the Lord would continue to provide us fresh vision for this church, for this community. Amen. Give us wisdom, godly wisdom, God, in this process as we continue to lead out of the craziness of COVID, all right? We must be on board with the vision of the church, amen, to be a part of what God is trying to do in this church, through this church. And that means being a part of giving of our time, our talent, and our treasure to the Lord. Amen. amen. Pray that the Lord will strengthen us and help us as we lead this church to the revival that God has promised this community. Amen. God's got a revival. Amen. And it's going to start in you. Amen. The revival is going to start in each and every one of us. Amen. God is going to use us to be a light, a beacon of hope in the midst of chaos. In the name of Jesus. I'm stirred today because I know what the mission of the church is all about. And we are called to seek and save the lost, just like Jesus Christ did. But we must be the church of the end times. We must be willing to seize control of God's very best and say, God, I will surrender to you today. I will hold on to you. I will hold on to the promises of Scripture and your word and allow it to stir me, amen, to transform me, God. Mold me, God, in your image today. In the name of Jesus, King Hezekiah knew if the revival was going to break out, it would first begin with wholehearted commitment of spiritual leaders. In this room today, I believe I'm looking at some spiritual giants. Amen. I believe God is stirring the hearts of men and women and young people today to become spiritual leaders in this time, amen, in this place for our world and for our community. Do you believe that today? Amen, I believe that with all my heart. This is not the day to be casual in our faith. No, this is the time to rebuild our faith, to grow in God, amen. Will you join me? We prayerfully, as we humble ourselves, for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. As we begin to pray and confess our sins and we seek his face on a daily basis, that God would help us, stir us today. Ask the Lord to separate us from anything that will hinder revival in our hearts and lives Hallelujah. and in the people we're trying to reach. Amen. Because if we're going to rebuild we must respond to God's call for surrender. Amen. If we're going to rebuild, we must respond to God's call for surrender. Help me surrender to you, O oh Lord. Guide me and direct me and lead me, Lord, in your paths every single day. Amen. Hezekiah didn't simply call the people to surrender, but he led the way by his own action by his own words and thoughts. Second Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 20. Early the next morning, 
King Hezekiah gathered the city officials together and went up to the temple of the Lord, jumping down to verse 27. Hezekiah gave the order to sacrifice the burnt offering on the altar. As the offering began, singing to the Lord began, accompanied by trumpets and the instruments of David, king of Israel. The whole assembly bowed in worship while the musicians played and the trumpets sounded. All this continued until the sacrifice of the burnt offering was completed. Hezekiah and the people rededicated both their own lives and the temple back to the Lord. No time was wasted in demonstrating this new call for surrender. This was a new beginning. Amen. It was a, a fresh start in their walk with God, a personal surrendering of themselves to the Lord. Charles Spurgeon once said, anytime there's a dullness of religion among God's people, their worship is the first spiritual act to fall by the wayside. We really desire to worship God. It'll sustain us, amen. But when we begin to walk away from the Lord, all of a sudden, the first thing we lose is our worship to the King of Kings. In every revival recorded in Scripture, personal surrender was a major factor in bringing about change. Did you know that your pure surrendered worship can break the yoke, can break the, the sin, can break whatever the enemy has hold of in your life? When you begin to elevate Jesus in your life and in your heart, all of a sudden everything turns to dust. Why? Because you're elevating the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're elevating God Almighty, the one that spoke the worlds into existence today. Amen. Oh, that's my desire today. When I completely surrender to God, my praise, it brings breakthrough and it brings victory. Amen. Amen. One reason we fail to fully surrender and experience God's victory for ourselves is because we've somehow bought into the lie. We've been sold a bag of lies, all right? And those lies have kept us bound. One lie is that we're not worthy of being loved. Well, that's just a lie straight from the pit, all right? We think, why bother? Nobody cares about me. Nobody likes me. The sky is falling. I must go eat some worms or something, right? That's not even the case. That's not even in the book. <laughs> we would say, what's the point of surrender? Because what's the point of it all? It's never going to be good enough anyhow. Look like that is one of Satan's most favorite lies, okay? That's a lie from your enemy today. Jesus loves you, amen? Jesus cares about you today. The cross of Calvary demonstrates the length that Christ would go. He died so that we might live. He paid the ultimate price so that we might have life eternal with Jesus Christ. That is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord. Oh, I thank God for what Jesus has done and the love he demonstrates to me daily the shed blood of Jesus Christ that's what makes me worthy not my own ability not my own actions but the shed blood 
of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He, he, he places his righteousness on me because of what Calvary demonstrates. The power of the cross working in our life is what makes me worthy today. Praise God. Another equally destructive lie <clears throat> is that God's primary goal is our happiness. God's primary goal is our happiness. Well, can I tell you something in all the love that I can muster? God is not as concerned with your happiness as he is with your holiness. God's not as concerned about the happiness. He will eventually give us, and right now we can experience joy on this side of heaven, okay? There is a joy unspeakable and full of glory that we can experience on this side of earth, amen, on this, on terra firma, on this side of glory, but it's not about our happiness. Amen. God is trying to remove some things, impurities in our hearts. He's trying to cleanse us so we can be more like him. He's trying to rebuild our spiritual life, deepen our roots so that when the waves come, when the enemy comes, and when problems come, our way, that we're not going to fall, that we're not going to be sidetracked, distracted. No, our mind is set. Amen. Our eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Oh, I give God glory for what he is doing in this place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Happiness is a fleeting emotion. I can get some happiness when I eat a big old bowl of Blue Bell ice cream. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> right? Cookies and cream or cookie dough and chocolate chip. That's what I, man, come on now. Little taste of heaven. All right. Sorry for those that are diabetic. I apologize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but look, God's primary goal is not our happiness. Okay? Because it's fleeting. He loves me so much that he does not desire to leave me where he found me. He loves me so much that where he found me, far from Jesus, far from his grace and mercy, he desires that I am not left there, but that I grow, amen, that I surrender, that I begin to walk daily in the Lord, that I deepen my faith so much so that when the winds blow, I will stand firm on God and his power and his promises so that one day I will receive the blessing, the eternal hope of glory in heaven, amen. That is my desire, amen, to receive the reward of heaven one glorious day. The beauty of fully surrendering to the Lord means that I can trust. I can rest in him. I don't have to figure life out all on my own because now Jesus Christ is the one that's guiding my steps. He's my navigator, amen? He's the one that's in charge. He's my GPS system. And it's better than anything Google or, or even Apple has, all right? <laughs> I'm thankful today that we serve a God that can guide our steps. The Holy Spirit can direct our lives. He can get, empower me daily for service. Amen. His Spirit will guide and direct me every single day as I surrender fully to Him. And as I listen to that voice, that still small voice, where when God speaks, that I'm willing to obey and listen and follow His plan. That's why it's so important to be part of a local church. Amen. It means that we join together, submitting to God's vision together. We pray together. We're, we're connected. 
so that when you have a need, I can pray for you. When I've got a need, you can pray for me. Amen. We're shoulder to shoulder serving God and serving in the kingdom together. Amen. We're serving our community, serving to reach our world together. We're doing everything we can to truly be the body of Christ. That's why the church, the body of Christ is so important. Because he has a plan bigger than just saving you and me. His plan is to reach everybody. His plan is to reach the world with the gospel. Amen. Surrender means kingdom focus rather than self-focus. Surrender means kingdom focus rather than self-focus. Lord, help me see through your eyes today. Guide me, Lord. Let me see the world. Let me see individuals, people. Let me see places and what you're trying to do. Let me see them through your eyes today. Help me be more like you. To rebuild my spirit in God, I must surrender to his call for sacrifice. What does it mean? It means walking with God will cost me something. It means that I serve the Lord with an open hand. God, that you will just, whatever it is that you will have, go ahead and do it in me. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Do what you can in my life. It's knowing he's blessed me to be a blessing to one another and others. A renewed heart is a giving heart. That's what Paul's talking about in our opening passage in Romans chapter 12. A living sacrifice is one that places its own self and our own desires on the altar. It means dying daily to self. It means that our lives are offered up as a continual sacrifice to God. The holy sacrifice means to set apart unto God. When we're set apart away from the world's priorities, we begin to dedicate our lives to serving Jesus Christ on a daily basis. God, let me be more like you. Amen. Help me have less of me and my wants and more of you and your desire daily. Separate me from the world patterns. Dedicate my life. Help me dedicate my life to you daily. An acceptable sacrifice is one that will please God. It will draw us closer to him. Hezekiah's story, it shows us the power of personal sacrifice. 2 Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 31. Then Hezekiah answered and said, Now that you have consecrated yourselves to the Lord, come near, bring sacrifices and thank offerings into the house of the Lord. So the assembly brought in sacrifices and thank offerings, and as many as were of a willing heart brought burnt offerings. After calling them to rededicate, Hezekiah challenged them to bring sacrificial offerings to God. And those with a willing heart, those are the ones that obeyed. Here's the thing. I need a willing heart today, man. I need a willing heart today. Amen. I need to be do, to do whatever God is calling me to do, what's right in his sight, to love, to sacrifice, to give. Amen. God is calling me to grow, this area of growth. God's only going to bless what is surrendered to him. So, God, today I want to surrender my all. Amen. I want to surrender my everything because I desire to see you bless these areas in my life. People wonder why relationships aren't might be blessed. Well, it's because I've not surrendered that area. 
over to God. People wonder why careers aren't blessed. Well, again, it's not surrendered over to God. God, God, let me be a light in the darkness. Let what I do on a daily basis be a vehicle for your mission to unfold in the world around me. Guide me, direct me, lead me, God. Let me have a willing heart to obey. Hezekiah's father, King Ahaz, well, he shut the doors of the temple and his leadership negatively impacted an entire nation. Where are we leading people today? Where is my leadership taking people? Where is your leadership taking people? God, help me. Help me understand the gravity of the situation. Hezekiah's call to surrender and sacrifice, it turned the people back to God. It turned the people back to the Lord. Instead of complaining how far our nation is from God today, why don't we do something to help our country return to the Lord? Why don't we begin to pray? Why don't we begin to fast? Why don't we begin to believe and have some faith today so that we can be a light in troubling times? Help me rebuild my faith, rebuild my spiritual desire for you, God. Take me back to that moment when I experienced your presence and I experienced your spirit for that very first time. And I knew it was you and I felt it was you and I sensed there. Why am I, you know, why is there tears? I mean, why am I, what am I feeling? God, God, what are you doing in me? That moment when you first experienced the presence of God. God, take me back to that moment and rebuild my life. Amen. Sometimes some things get in the way, right? Sometimes we get some things that are kind of on the fringe that have distracted us. But today is a day for renewal. Today is a day to take back some things, take some things apart and fix it like it's supposed to be fixed. Renew my life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, today is the day to give of ourselves. The practical application is time, talent, and treasure. The practical application of giving self, what does that mean? It means I invest the best part of me into his kingdom, the best part of me into his mission. Yes, I have responsibilities as a father, amen, as a husband, as a leader, as a pastor. Yes, I've got responsibilities, but my first priority must be to God. My first love must be to God. It must be to elevate him in my mind and in my heart and walk toward him every single day. God, anything in my life that is not like you, I surrender it today on the altar. God, I want you to be be the center of my life. I refuse to live in casual, with a casual Christian attitude, drifting from experience to experience, place to place, when God has so much more for us, so much of a richer relationship for you. He's got something great if you will submit yourself to the process, if you will submit your plans to God's plans, your will to God's will today. And God will do great things through your life. Do you believe that we serve a mighty God today? I believe it. And God wants to minister through each and every one of you. It's time to make a new commitment. Amen. It's time to change our perspective. In my pursuit of God, nothing is too great. Is there anything that God would ask of me that I would not do? No. 
I would do whatever God calls me to do. I need to be willing to pour myself out. Amen. Surrender my life on the altar and let God do the work. There must be more of him and less of me in my decisions. One of the challenges of our generation today, we live in a me first world. We live in a me first generation. From the youngest to the oldest, we, it's always been there, but even more so in our culture, in our society, it's all been about me. And we've forgotten it was supposed to be all about him. In these last times, the Bible talks about the separation between the wheat and the tares, two growing side by side until the culmination, the return of Jesus Christ for his church. Wheat and tares growing up side by side. But then one day, the tares will be no longer and the wheat will be what is left. Whatever is true, whatever is just, whatever is good, Lord, let me think on those things. Lord, do whatever you can to stir my heart today. Could I focus on the negativity of my world? Of course. You've got millions of people doing the exact same thing. But in the midst of chaos, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of where we are today, as a world, as a society, as a nation, why not try something different? Why not live differently? What's so different about living for God and having a joy that's found in Him, a peace that sustains us? What was it about the New Testament church in the book of Acts? What was it that kept them grounded in the Lord and grounded in Jesus Christ? Because they had their eyes fixed on Jesus. No matter the problems, the troubles, the trials that came their way, they had their eyes fixed on Jesus today. Oh, God, that you would elevate yourself in my life. Oh, God, above the problems and the pains and the troubles and the trials that we see on a daily basis in our own lives, God, I pray that you're elevated today. Are there still problems? Sure, but I can surrender those issues to Jesus. Amen. And he's the one that can help and he's the one that can sustain and he's the one that will receive the glory in the midst of my life. God, today, I turn my life over to you. Amen. And I surrender my all to you. As I bring this to a close, I'm challenging us all to be on board with the mission of this church, the Sanctuary Church, to know, to grow, and to go. Amen? Because if we catch a vision for what God has for this church, the revival will start right here. The revival will start in this place. Amen. Could, could this be the place where lives are touched? Could this be the place where family members are transformed? Could, could this be the place that a light, a beacon of hope is shined out to all of this air? Could, could this be the place that God uses to bring about end time revival? I just have to believe that we serve an amazing God today. And God is faithful. And God is just. And God loves you. And he loves the people outside these four walls. And he's calling us to be faithful calling us to be faithful in the small things today. And in doing so, the supernatural can be unleashed today. Would we stand right now?
can stand right now. I'd like in a moment for all of us to pray. Some of us need to pray where we are. Some of us, you're welcome to come to the front. We've got spots that you can be socially distant from somebody else and someone will come pray with you. But in this place today, I want to make this entire room, this entire auditorium, a place of prayer, a place of surrender, that the presence of God would manifest in a mighty way. We must be committed to the call today. God, do whatever it takes within me to commit myself to your calling today. Because if we catch a vision for what God has for us, the supernatural will be unleashed in our hearts, in our lives, and in our world. So as we pray, I want God to speak to us. With every head bowed, every eye is closed, I'd like to make some final concluding remarks, and then we can find a place of prayer. If each of us in a moment would pray, for God to show us His will for our lives. Because I believe as we ask, He will show us. We're called to be faithful to what God has shown us to do. Because when we're faithful in the small things, God will reveal the greater things that He has in store for our lives. For some of us, we have stopped short of the promises and the blessings and the guidance of God because we have not decided to surrender the small areas of our lives. Today, if we would just begin to walk toward the Lord. Today, if we would just walk through the open doors that God has for us, we will be a vehicle for His mission to be unleashed and unfolded in our world around us. His mission will be fulfilled on this earth. We're called to take a risk on Jesus. Step out in faith. Elevate our lives so that we might enter into a season of revival in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, I pray right now for every person under the sound of my voice. God, that you'll speak life into their circumstances, speak healing, speak direction, deliverance, God, whatever noise or situation God has got, our mind all saturated, our mind all, all combobulated, God, whatever it is that's distracting us from you, Lord, today we surrender that to you. We surrender it on the altar. Is there pain? Lord, you're the healer today. Is there sorrow? Amen. You're the one that can fill us today with a peace and a joy that can sustain us. You can strengthen us. The providence of God will be with us even right now. Today, if I have sin in my life, today I confess it to you. God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for living a me first world today in a me first world living for self today. Forgive me, God, I pray. Draw me close to you. God, do what only you can do in me and through me now. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I'd like to open up these altars. It's the front part of this auditorium. If you'd like to come pray, you're welcome to come and pray. Amen. Right where you are, would you just begin to talk to Jesus? Let's make this entire place a place of prayer. I believe the presence of God is here. Amen. God wants to minister. God wants to heal. God wants to direct. God wants to help someone. But it requires us getting out of our comfort zone today. It requires us surrendering to God and saying, Lord, I want you to be the center of my life. I, Lord, want to renew, renew my life in you. I submit to your call. I submit to your will today. Have your way in me so that I can 
fulfill your plan for my life in the name of Jesus. There are folks that are praying right now. Can we begin to make this entire place a place of prayer? The presence of God is here. Lives are being touched. God is wanting to transform every one of us. Can we seek the face of God right now? Surrender our lives to Him. Amen. God wants to touch you and bless you in the name of Jesus. Let's all pray. The presence of God is here. Amen. Let's all pray in Jesus' name.